Greetings and welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a sometimes funny trying to be smart podcast covering all things new and classic Trek. Clang goes the Batleth. I'm your captain, Mariah Gossett. With me on the view screen, we have Clyde Haynes. Stop calling me baby bear. And Bendai syndrome stricken Paul Sitachit. Aw, Paul. Uh, my emotions. They're my... all emotions. <laughs> the Vulcan is a motherfucker. Uh, ah, tonight yes. we are talking about the fifth uh, episode of season four of Star Trek Lower Decks. We do acknowledge that our SAG actors are still on strike while our writers are currently voting to uh, ratify their agreement with the AMPTP. Um, but just want to acknowledge that we know that strike is still going on and that we continue and support the actors as they also fight for what they need in these contracts. Um, I just didn't have time to update our sweet little graphic. So uh, tonight we are going to honor those writers and directors who worked so hard on this episode, as well as all these incredible voice actors in Empathological Fallacies, which was uh, directed by Megan Lloyd, written by Jamie Loftus. Uh, just a couple of reminders before we dig into that, though. Paul, how can people support this little podcast of ours? Hey, this little podcast can be supported uh, by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. All links at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love our content, and we hope you do, consider joining our Patreon for just $2 per episode at Patreon.com slash StarTrekPod. And shameless plug for me, uh, my movie is having a theatrical release. Uh, this Not this week, next Friday. So yay! Look at that. Like next, like, what's the, what's the movie called, Paul? My the movie is called Wow. Yeah, let me let me. Get, <laughs> uh, the movie is called Americanish. It's a uh, rom com. Uh, for anyone who wants to check it out, like if they're in L.A. or in the Arizona area area, uh, you go to do Americanish uh, film. No, Americanish. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. gonna nail it, Paul. I'm, I'm, I'm screwing it up. Uh, Americanish film. Uh, dot com and you know and there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can check out and consider going next week because if we do well then then they'll extend it and if not we'll fall into the i'll, I'll be basically doing like uh spoken word uh poetry in a back dark room yeah um is it gonna be streaming anywhere sometime it, soon? it will it'll be streaming in november so you know if Amazing. Uh, and and you i'll do a shameless plug then and i apologize for it it's very uh, terrestrial information it's not very it's not very trek i apologize for that everyone oh i mean we're excited to support you paul uh, thank you and i am excited to check it out when i can and hopefully and, it's near me and if you happen to be and get this cerritos california it will be playing in hey there's the tie-in clyde with the rescue there you go there you go that's the tie-in boom boom <laughs> I mean, I don't know that. I mean, Paul, I was like, man, I should, I'm, I want to go. I don't know that I'm going to Encino to see it. Uh, think about it. Well, hey, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all good. Like, you know, I kind of want to see it, though. Yeah. Maybe I yeah. will. Yeah. Real trip. Um, Clyde, now that you've mentioned the Cerritos, I think there's other ways people can interact with us this evening. Um, if they are, you know, they have the option, they can go see Americanish and uh, see Paul's name up in credits. And if you go to the most serious, you might be able to meet me and go like, oh, you're a lot shorter and really, <laughs> really like repulsive. Not not 
just just your energy like you know you're giving off gorn energy paul very very to lend this episode energy but clyde how can people interact with us this evening if they're watching live on youtube if you're watching live on youtube then i'm just gonna say american sign language is the best way to know um seriously type capital p capital o capital d capital pod in your chat and we'll take a look at your thoughts your comments your questions your criticisms of Paul, whatever you got, just capital yeah, P, capital O, go. capital it's P. A, pile on. Capital I, I, I only get chat. stronger. My Bendai only gets stronger. <laughs> and if you happen to have a overarching thought about this episode, you want to share some emotions, some empathetic feelings, then type capital HF in the chat and you'll know what that means in a second. Indeed. Okay, I think it is time for us to dig into some of those HFs. It's time for some Hot Freaks. Hot Freaks! Gotta have the deep V for a Betazoid episode. Um, Let's go ahead and start with some messages from the the Menagerie. Um, I thought I would break this up because we got quite a few this time. Uh, Paul, do you want to read the first one? Sure. Uh, It's from Kyung. Uh, I'm not sure why, but I started laughing hysterically when the Romulan said, aw, as the Cerritos turned away from the neutral zone. This season is staying strong. Indeed. Uh, Clyde, you want to read the next one? Not ready. Not ready? I'll read it then. Karen says, just a great ep. Yes, agree. Uh, that was hysterical. And also the whole joke that they are always lurking in the neutral zone for ships. I love the blinking buoys. Uh, so many spots got me. Who knew Boims and Shax would be such a great duo? Boims jumping on Shax and Shax holding him off uh, cracked me up. Same with Dahana. Honey, maybe we should try some of those focus exercises. Another straight-up laugh was Miglimu, uh, Enjoy Hell Replicator. Uh, tons more, but maybe the best line was, I suppose by the transistive property, I too must be Vulcan as a motherfucker. What a solid season this is. Thank you, Karen. Yes. Oh, and from Carmen... Uh, I got this one. one. I got oh, okay. you. I'm ready now. Okay. I'm in there. Do it to okay. it. Do it to it. Uh, this one is so full of laughs. The reference to Angel One, the silly little lights in the neutral zone, lower decks does not disappoint. I agree with you there, Carmen. And Home Chicky says, I've decided I want to hang out with hot BIA agents. They're tough. They like to party and they can read my mind. Um, Home Chicky also added prior to, I just checked the messages from the Nagerie really quick, said, also, is it Peanut Hamper or Badgie or maybe even Evil Rutherford in our mystery ship? Um, lots of fun theories to talk about later. Um, time to dig into our hot freaks of this episode. Um, Paul, what did you think? Well, I thought it was like a really lazy attempt to like really make me. No, I'm just kidding. It was awesome. <laughs> it was also like, uh, like, like Carmen, like Angel One. The moment Angel One uh, came up, I go like, oh, I'm, I'm in good hands. <laughs> okay it's gonna be it's gonna be full chock full of references and things like that so yeah i i thought it was great uh i, I feel like uh if i had to nitpick i go like you know maybe the boimler, boimler storyline might have been a little throwaway but like you know but that that's me nitpicking i had a, a great time from like you know from beginning to end you know and and i i really like you know these kind of like uh personal log type uh episodes in mm-hmm. all of star trek like well you know pale moonlight is like one of my favorite episodes and it's just like this narration so i i, I always like that like you know uh the one where data is like the the, the wedding where keiko gets married that's that's another log thing so mm-hmm. anyway good times clyde 
You know, I got to admit that I love an episode that has a Betazoid in it. Just, it's kind of cool. The whole empathy is a, it's like a honesty, even if you don't want to be honest kind of situation and kind of brings in an interesting dynamic. Um, and this was like having three uh, Loxana Troys who all are secret agents and no kung fu. I mean, if that was your lo- your log line or your pitch, I'd have been like, hell yeah, like sign right me up. That episode, <laughs> you know, you got multicultural Loxana Troys who are secret agents and no kung fu, yeah, and who like to party, like hardcore party. Uh, hijinks will ensue, but I did enjoy it. I thought um, they're again really doing a good job of bringing Talyn into the fold as a true member of the lower decks, um, and the dynamic between her and Mariner I thought was fantastic. Um, so yeah, no, I thought this was a thought this was a good episode. I won't say that I thought it was the greatest episode of the season or the series yet, but it. I, I agree with Carmen again. I did not, uh, I didn't think it disappointed at all. I was, I was there for it. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with both of you. This episode for me, I feel like this season's really shining a light on the, how strong of joke writers um, are, are on this show. Cause there's just like so many really solid one-liners um, as well as a ton of visual gags. And like every time I watch this episode, I feel like I saw or heard like another thing that made me like actually laugh out loud. Um, also, you gave me Betazoids that are Janelle James, Rachel Dratch, and Wendy Malik. Like, sign me up. Like, <laughs> I was like, the minute I heard Janelle James, I went, oh, this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I agree with you guys. Um, let's go ahead and dig into a little bit of this main discussion. Um, as we've said, this is Talyn's episode. We get to kind of learn a little bit more about her character, although we didn't really get too much more backstory to her um, beyond her potentially having early onset Bendai syndrome, which is kind of an interesting thing for them to tee up of like, is this potentially her brain is like so powerful that she can like fall into this syndrome earlier than most other Vulcans or is this like a potential tragedy at the door? So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know if it'll get that deep or if it was just a way for them to, to have Talyn have emotions this episode. <laughs> but she didn't, right? Like, like yeah. she, was, she was just like internally seething. <laughs> that's right. That's yes. right. No, it, it, it's interesting because like, like it's all just unresolved crap, right? It's all about like keeping it in uh, and how that causes problems. Yeah. And so, so I, I thought you know, I, like I thought it was like really great just watching her trying to send that email. Mm-hmm. Uh, just again, the, the subspace communicate, like, and I was like, oh, this is a really good way to show like emotion in a Vulcan that's not, you know, yeah, that's the not like trying, crying. the trying to not hit the button again, yeah, the like exactly. little shuffle. It was really fun little body language animation. Yeah, there. I, I thought that was a good good use of like Vulcan, like you know. Uh, your your Vulcan mythos mm-hmm. and like character, you know. So anyway, I was super fascinated by that because I think I was I was just literally thinking, man, if I on the rewatch, that would have been the moment where I was like, oh, something's wrong here because it yep. just felt so out of character for a Vulcan to struggle with that. Mm-hmm. 
but I think that's what you know, like for all of it, you know, as, as they're dogging on, you know, Talinda's captain. Talinda's captain is actually right. Like, you know, she it isn't that like he's being punished. He's punishing her for not being, you know, Vulcan enough. He's sending her away because she would thrive in this environment. Oh, that's an interesting perspective because I, I think, yeah, I think I was just at the like, oh, he just saw someone who didn't follow orders and that is the punishment but that's interesting to oh, think no. that this is where she will actually thrive yeah like like it's it, at least that's the way i always saw it because like oh. you know from from a leadership perspective like you know this environment is going to be too stifling for her mm-hmm. i i like your i like where you're going paul like that is a, a that's a truly optimistic glass half full kind of I, notion i like to think of it as captain thinking thank you it is <laughs> it is it's very I just, very high leadership style paul i can see why you are a good producer of things like american-ish <laughs> yeah. i'm just not so sure i think I, I would give the vulcans that much credit whoa they're 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 mm-hmm. uh they're an advanced species they are but anytime they've sent someone to be with the humans it's usually punishment and not it's it's like go be with them so that you can see how terrible they are and then understand you need to come back to us. It's almost never like, hey, we think this is going to be a great place for you and you're going to thrive. It's more like, go be with the filthy humans. Oh, oh do you think then potentially this little ship is Talyn's old captain who is actually like a ba- like a, a Vulcan admiral? Wow, that's, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's a lot of... That's a lot of jumps. Theorying out there. That, 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 that's, 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 uh, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine that being the case. Uh, it, it seems like the ship is very powerful for something that's so, uh, <laughs> for so, something so small. And I actually don't think the captain is a, a very big character. Like, do we, do we remember his name? Uh, Satal. So, so. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't until Mariner was like, yeah. what's your captain's name? Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> that was like. That's a ride or die homie right there. Yeah. I'm enjoying Mariner as kind of playing a little bit of second banana the last two episodes, but in like a good way, right? Like she's being such a good supportive character to the growth of. She's like Pike. Yeah. Very Pike in the, in this season, like Tendi and Talyn having opportunity to really get full episodes, but Mariner still being a part of their core stories Mm -hmm. and being that supportive friend i've really enjoyed also tawny newsom has gotten some of the best lines this season (laughs) um i think it's been really fun um i thought it was very funny that has xanthi fever ever come up before yeah it was was in day space nine okay uh um i like that it's just like betazoid menopause Um, when Captain uh, Freeman was like, you know, we're all women of a certain age. <laughs> um, I also love it's Romulan ale o'clock somewhere. I that, immediately need that on a t-shirt. Yeah, no, that, that's, Ooh, that's pretty good. Nice call. Um, I also was shocked to see that Billups is ripped. Like they just had Billups with no shirt on in sick bay. Well, like, like he, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's not, he, he's like pretty much asexual. Yeah, it does. So he has the engine room, and I guess you know the weight working out. <laughs> weight. That's right. Like you know, and deadlifts or something. Like you know. So Paul, what you're saying is the reason why I'm not like yoked out is because I'm too busy. Yeah. If I had nothing in my life, then I'd be like chiseled. Gotcha. I, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like you know, like and you know, you are a prince among men. He's a prince among princes. 
<laughs> well, it's funny because you mentioned he was ripped, but then the, you know, the medical device got a little hot and he was like, oh. Yeah, I know. It's like such a funny, like, dichotomy uh, mm-hmm. that is Billups. Um, Tahana had some of the most unhinged. Oh, yeah, totally. Pieces of voice acting in this episode. Right. I was like, I need the raw footage of her voiceover directing sessions because I they were probably the most fun. <laughs> um, when we reveal that her species used to eat betazoids mm-hmm. um, and then later getting the mama's eating good tonight. I'm going to shred those little bris- like little briskets. Yes. Like, it was just yes. like... So many that just like truly made me giggle. And then when Shax was like, no, the worm milk we gave her will calm her down for a little bit. And then you're like, oh, right. Still cat behavior. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love that Lower Decks gets to give us some like little pieces of like canon and lore building. But in these like seemingly throwaway jokes Mm -hmm. at times. Sure, sure. It feels like a superpower of this show. Um, what did we think of the chaotic party in the bar? There was a lot of stuff happening in that. There was a lot, a like, lot of stuff. It, 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 I, I had to go back and rewind it a couple times just to catch some of it. Yeah. Like, it was insane. There was, like, um, uh, uh, Ransom being upset that the Betazoid wouldn't sleep with him after shoving a drink up his butt crack. <laughs> Impressive, though, you know. Yeah. Those gains, he's really sad. She didn't want to. She didn't want to dig in on these gains. Um, if you were partying in that bar, what would have been your emotional let loose uh, of choice? Would you be like Meagly Mo getting real violent with the replicator, or would you building be building human pyramids, or would you be Tendi just trying to be everybody's friend? <laughs> like you're basically asking, like, what are you like drunk? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. And you know, not not to be this way about it, but I'm probably like Talin. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I've never been drunk. I've 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 drank enough to be sleepy. I don't really like drinking because uh, I don't like the, the the taste. But like, you know, sleepy and loopy in the sense of like, oh, huh, my my, my ocular uh, vision, my, my vision has like shifted by twelve percent to the. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like somewhere between Talin and like. Rutherford, who's just running in circles. <laughs> um, I mean, everything in me says, Clyde, do not te- like answer this question on a live podcast. <laughs> right. You just Lives pick your pick forever. your Trek character. You don't have to reveal too much about. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 definitely probably more attendee. Like, um, I mean, I'm I'm more me, just like on twelve. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm friendly i'm talking to everybody i'm loud um and not unlikely to be on a table somewhere so it's just yeah that, no, it's, it's a naked time all over again i didn't oh. say naked as, i just said, on the table. said so much nakedness right. <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not saying that there's any clothing removal but i am loud and that's why it rarely ever happens keep that bottled up I feel like I, I would be somewhere between like Mariner and uh, Captain Freeman, who's yeah. just like, I just want these Betazoids to think <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> Why are you guys embarrassing me? Um, yeah, I 
also really liked, I actually liked the B plot. I thought it was an interesting like foil to kind of the chaos of the A plot where it's like everyone's trying to remain like really calm and find ways to calm the mind. I laughed so hard when Boims was like, oh, great, another rebirth. Every card is a rebirth because it feels like every bad tarot reading anyone's ever had for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I love it. Like, oh, it's death, but it's not actually dying. It's like a rebirth. Mm -hmm. Which technically Shax and Boims have died and come back. Yeah, no. So so, So the cards are accurate. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, if you, so there's quite a number of activities going on in the security kind of D, um, stressing activities lounge, if you will, they had charades, they had slam poetry, there was puzzles, there's tarot cards. What's your pick of something to de-stress with out of that bunch? I mean, my favorite. Okay. So if you're asking in real life. Oh man, Mariah, it's like so much embarrassment here tonight. Um <laughs> I'm a I'm a puzzler. Like I got a puzzle. I like to puzzle. Like I, I think I even had a, a sticker once that said every day I'm puzzling. So do you remember that scene? Do you, did you watch New Girl? I think yes. about Winston puzzling. <laughs> yes. So I I saw the puzzle and I was like, yo, but my favorite was the wharf poetry (laughs) oh yeah that was great i do have the wharf poem if either of you want to do a dramatic reading of the wharf poem i (laughs) i've bolded it in our note stock (laughs) nice um available for anyone who would like to read it um paul what what would be your your activity of choice i'm a i'm a pictionary charades type person Hmm. like i'm all about like you know it's actually one of the reasons why my wife married me hmm. it, it, like uh in the sense that i i'm all about communication in that way but like you know how do you reduce how do you reduce communication to like the the simplest most accessible thing without using you know your voice or blah blah, blah you know words and so you know so like my personal favorite is like when he goes it's Constable Odo from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I go like, oh, that'd be me. I, 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 is this too easy? It's Odo. You were oh. Boims in this case. Um, yeah, I think I get a little too competitive, so I don't know if any of the games would really be my vibe. Um, or it would have to be like, I really like, um, there's like, a, I like domino games. I find those fairly relaxing mm. for some reason. Or like a, a t- any kind of tile matchy games. Um, oh, Keen says, it's a shame we didn't see anything about Tuvok, I think, during the security activities. Um, oh, yeah. That would have been fun. Um, I wanted to ask y'all, so, like, because I'm not as much of a TNG, like, aficionado, um, which also premiered, I think, like, however, like, this is the anniversary of the premiere, 1987. Okay. I think, today, yesterday, within the last 24 wow. hours. Um, wild, but we're, I was really impressed with the idea of like a Betazoid secret service, essentially that are doing this like crazy Mm -hmm. intelligence work, which makes sense if they're people who can like read people's emotions, um, and have telepathy, like this feels like something that would be used in that. And I know we've seen Troy sometimes used in these ways, but is that like something that's a bit of a trope for the Betazoids, like using these skill sets in that particular way? 
No, I don't think we've seen before. No, no, it's hmm. it's usually when when we see the Betazoids, they're not supposed to be using this. It's almost like here's this thing that's natural to them, and if you if they ever leave the planet, they can't use their powers. Right? Hmm. They're they're always restrained. Uh, unless you're Luxana Troy, who, who just like yeah. just does it. Like yes, but but she does it in like the drunken aunt that's hitting on every everybody she's not doing it in a hey put me on the bridge and let me figure out what the other person is doing kind of yeah isn't there an episode though where she is put in like romulan uh, yeah yeah Yeah. troy's in like romulan face and gets sent Mm -hmm. down yeah Um, it was very offensive i i I don't know yeah um, yeah so so, yeah so troy uh like there's basically some romulans are are trying to sneak off like you know some like resistance leader and they need an operative and they they draft troy mm-hmm. because like you know if things don't work out they need someone who is a telepath and a uh what you call it uh an empath a star, a star state oh. officer mm-hmm. so that she'd have codes and stuff like that so you know interesting Yes, face of the enemy was the episode that you're referring. Yeah, it seems like it would be something that could have been used more because I like um, like spy espionage materials. Mm -hmm. It is something I probably would have. I will say in the first watch, I was kind of a little confused as to what I was like. Oh, are these evil Betazoids? Mm -hmm. You know, and then um, you know by the end, you kind of figure out what's going on. And on second watch, it made more sense. But I kind of wish we got a little bit more of like some spy craft. You know, mm. um, sure, sure. just because that's something I really enjoy. But I think you're right. Like a Betazoid, a Betazoid secret service, like clandestine yeah. organization makes a ton of sense. Now, if we can get these like secret operative Betazoids to team up with the um, Romulan murder nuns, then I think we would have a, just a, a badass TV show. <laughs> and, and not for nothing. Wendy Malchek would make a great Betazoid Secret oh, Service agent. Yeah. So like I, that was yeah. so believable. So I was like, yep, sign me up. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here for it. Um, let's see. I liked that we got another Enterprise um reference with the Malcolm Reed puzzle. I thought that was cute. Um, I also liked seeing, you know, security kind of show what they're more useful for than just like when there is a red alert. Although I thought it was funny when it's like, as soon as there is a red alert, it was like so serious and like mm-hmm. meticulous in how they operated. So I thought that was a fun um, little bit throughout, um, you know, and then Captain Freeman being really smart and knowing that if they, if she got the Betazoids to argue with each other on the bridge that they, she could get them distracted. Um, so I, I enjoyed the Freeman win in this episode. Cause I feel like last time we saw her messing up a computer. So it was nice to see her get a win this episode. <laughs> good point. Very good point. Um, let me see. Okay. What are we thinking with this mystery ship? This has been quite a slow rollout of the mystery ship. Um, there's been some theories about it being peanut hamper or badgy. Um, James from our, Patreon has uh, put out the call that it could potentially be um, Boimler's transporter clone. And so I have yet another wild Mariah theory to throw out for us to discuss, which is what if it is a team up of 
all of the transporter clones that have happened across Trek and they're tired of it. <laughs> they're tired of being tossed aside. They're ready to take over. What do you mean? Like, you know, like Boimler's clone is like literally like we, we might be following the clone. <laughs> Boimler, you know, we Boimler might literally be the real Boimler uh, might literally be on the Titan. It could happen. <laughs> so, 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 you know, that, yeah, like, you know. Uh, look, I, my guess is it's Badgy. I mean, the reason why I would say that is one, when we had Badgy, he was indiscriminately trying to murder everyone. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's in character. But also, I felt like at the very beginning when we saw the, preview of the season badgie was front and center and mm-hmm. here we are episode five is now in the books and no badgie so uh my money's on badgie somehow interesting there's I, some I, go I ahead badgie. yeah it'd be great with badgie I, I i'm a big fan of badgie like you know it's like he's like the joker he's just he's not <laughs> in he's not insane he's just super sane Super safe. <laughs> Super safe. <laughs> um, there's some interesting conversation in the chat. Chiefy points out that the ship is uh, potentially koala shaped. <laughs> I um, love it. I love and it. And Hope Chicky says, and the koala was added to the Strange New Worlds animated intro during the crossover episode. Fair, fair, fair. Um, oh, let's see. We've got a comment here. I think it's William Boimler because of one life form is scanned the first time we see the mysterious threat ship. Oh, hmm. interesting. Okay. All these potentials, all of these potentials. Okay, I think it's time that we do a dramatic reading of the Wharf poem. Um, any takers? I'll do it. Amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you, you go, you go, Clyde. Let, let me, let me gonna... just warm up though. Ready? Right. Wharf, wharf, torn between worlds. A warrior? No. A farm boy. The son of Moog. Clang goes the bat left against the armor of your heart. All right. Things I put out on the internet forever. (laughs) There you go. Classic. Instant classic. I'm pulling that out and making it a video on its own. I walked right into that. Oh. It was beautiful. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for doing that. I don't even know why. See, clearly I'm sleep deprived. Eh? Clearly, <laughs> clearly. I was like, I think we're all a little loopy. I know, Paula, I did my uh, COVID and flu booster at the same time on Tuesday, and Paul did his today. So, like, <laughs> everyone is is feeling it. Which, by the way, guys, updated boosters. You know, stop the spread. Go get your booster mm. shots. Believe in some science because we love Star Trek and we believe in science. Um, anything else y'all want to say about this episode? I, I mean, uh, I kind of made the. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So he, here's the thing that I always have a problem with with Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So you know the the Romians decloak, and you know they're on the other oh side God. of the neutral zone. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. But why? Is, why is it that the Romans are always in the neutral zone? They're just chilling. I but, loved when they're like, but, but, let's just go. What was it? Like, let's just go be creepy in Quadrant 87. But like the neutral zone is supposed to be this zone that is neutral. It's not the Romulan Empire. It's yeah. the buffer between like, so every time, 
They're just hanging out in the buffer to see if anyone crosses the threshold. But like, well, I, well the, the, what, what's the big deal if like, you know, the Cerritos goes into the buffer? Like, you know, it's it's the neutral zone. Here's the thing. You can get away with it when you have an invisible ship. Right. Like, mm-hmm. who knows if you're in the neutral zone? Right. You got like, an invisible ship. If you have an invisible ship, you could go to Starfleet Command. You could. So unless there's, you know, a tacking on field, like, you know. Waiting, hanging out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like it, it's in all the all the Star Trek. There's a neutral zone, and the only person who respects the borders are the Federation. Everyone <laughs> else is bust off through. But I feel like I mean, even the Betazoids were willing to just be like, "I don't care. We're going through there." <laughs> yeah, but the, they were hopped up on like Bendai, so <laughs> <laughs> they were like real a, a little too drunk with a lot of adrenaline running after taking out all of the bridge crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With their like taser wands the taser wands i will say like the costume i'm really excited for the cosplay that's going to come out of this episode with those uh-huh. betazoid outfits because they were great they were yeah, they great were. outfits yes they were <laughs> um i cannot i cannot wait to see what our friend giraffe makes um i know she's already been looking at the janelle james outfit um and trying to make that so um i'm really excited about it anyway um yeah, I'm excited to maybe learn a little bit more about Talyn. I I liked seeing her bond with our crew. I liked that we got a solo episode and like I feel like I could really find some moments to, you know, identify with her as someone who's like, "Oh, I thought I was supposed to fit in in one space, but this is really how I can fit in here," which I I think is like mm-hmm. ultimately the nice little uh bow put on the episode. With the same thing with Boimler, right? So it's like he thinks he has to perform a specific way, but sure. he realizes he needs to actually find some downtime. Yeah, no. Like like I think I'm ready for a a, a big bad episode. Yeah. yeah like, I agree. I, I, a face I off. Something happens, like you know, like uh but like uh, right now so we're five there's five more left, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like going, okay, like give me something more than just like canapes. Yeah. I'm ready to to see this ship have a showdown with the Federation, um, which I'm sure is happening sooner than later. Yeah, oh, it definitely feels that? like we're in training for something. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're getting some, everybody's getting ready. Everybody's getting sharper. Talyn's getting sharper. Mariner's getting sharper. Boilman's getting sharper, sharper, it, sharper, sharper. Even, um, even Tendi has gotten mm-hmm. sharper. So maybe we get one more like Rutherford sharpening up his skills a little bit and then boom, now we're ready. I don't know. But Chupi uh, says it's Ferengi's next week. Ferengis. We'll have to Watch see. them lobes. Watch them lobes. Oh no, the Ferengis are gonna get taken out by the ship. That's really sad. I still I, I'm still holding out a little bit to the idea that it's some sort of animal creature that's come to try to warn us about it going extinct, a la Star Trek Four. Um just because we've had that whale ship in the intro. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, there's gotta be something here. Um no, okay. A couple of points of housekeeping for our pod and our live stream next week. Um, I'm going to be out of the country and in a very weird time zone. And Paul has a movie premiere. So we are going to take next week off. Um, but we will be back on October 12th with a double header. Um, so we'll be really excited. Make sure you're putting those messages in the menagerie if you are a part of our Patreon um, and we cannot wait to talk about both of those episodes on the 12th. 
Yeah. What about me just holding it down and do a solo monologue show for like 30 minutes? You should just for 30 minutes, just do slam poetry about Star oh, yeah. Trek. Yeah. I mean, these are all great ideas, but at the end of the day, no one wants to hear that or watch that. Everyone so. wants know. to hear that. If Everyone. you want to hear Clyde Haynes do oh. slam Star Trek poetry for 30 minutes next week on a live stream, make sure Don't you... Don't tempt me. It. Please join our Patreon. Do not tempt <laughs> me. I'll, I'll be ready. 30 minutes of slam poetry. Oh. Also, uh, did anyone go uh, see the uh, watch the uh, the Dancing Orion episode on Enterprise? Because I did, Ooh. and still pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty hot, pretty smoking. That's right, still pretty smoking. It is. You're not wrong. <laughs> That's why I didn't go watch it. <laughs> I can just imagine, you know, like Clyde watching. What are you watching, Clyde? <gasps> Nothing. Uh, it. It is definitely an episode where you might reflexively just somebody walks into the room and you change the channel. Were you watching Star Trek? Mm, mm-hmm. Sure you were. Star Trek it was. <laughs> but it, it really was Star Trek. really was. You can check the TV guide um, <laughs> back when we still had those. Um, okay, y'all. We will be back in two weeks on October 12th with our doubleheader episode. Um, unless uh, Clyde decides to pop on here next week and do some slam poetry for y'all it will be a good time either way um make sure you subscribe rate and review on apple uh or spotify you can visit us at star trek pod.co to find links to that as well as our patreon where you can join us for just two dollars an episode leave us a message in the menagerie hang out with the watch alongs there's also lots of good chit chat about some non-Star Trek shows. If you want some people to talk about, we were talking about Reservation Dogs this week, which just had its finale. So if you want to come talk TV with some cool Star Trek people, you can do that there. We occasionally talk SG-1, so come on through. Come on through. Clyde, where can people find us elsewhere on the internet? At Star Trek Pod. Check out if that's at X or Threads or Insta, at Star Trek Pod. Thanks, Karen, who runs our... X Twitter something thing. yes the thing the thing uh we will talk to you all soon thank you again so much live long and prosper bye 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 everyone